Father, for your love and your faithfulness. You see, be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Our Father, we thank you for the love with which you've loved us, that you've caused us to be able to gather here tonight. We say, be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for the voice which you've given us to sing praises to your name. We know that we don't have what it takes to come by our own will because it is you who will, who cause us to will. So it's not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. It's not the, it's not the will of him that run it. It's not the, of him that will it. It is God that show it mercy. Father, thank you for showing us mercy today Amen. to be able to gather here tonight. Thank you, Father, for helping us to be able to will to be here. Thank you, Father, for giving us the grace to, to be able to run to be here. To be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father, we have come before you tonight again. By your mercy, we have come for to receive of your life. We ask, Father, that you will cause your light to shine in our heart tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are asking for mercy tonight, Lord, that your mercy will visit us tonight in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, Mahali Arakasta Verano Shabali Anamasi Verikayabasa Ebragararosha Minakali Alamasafeni Kaun Kati Kali Anama. Father, we pray tonight that your spirit will increase on the inside of us and it will increase and increase unto life. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for help tonight in your word. We ask, Father, that Mahaliteriana Seliamakau Hamikana Kayemesekeli Ferenese. Lord, that by your mercy tonight, we find entrance into your word, entrance into your will. We want to speak that which you have for our soul in the name of Jesus. Lord, that your water of life will spring forth unto life everlasting in our heart in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that as we have gathered here tonight that you would have mercy, Amen. abundant mercy upon us, upon our heart, Amen. upon our ears, Amen. upon our minds, that you will grant us help for understanding Amen. in the name of Jesus. Lord, Amen. that uh, all that we care about tonight is to be helped. Father, we want to be helped tonight. Amen. Wherever we are struggling, wherever we are in need of your help, Lord, Amen. that by your mercy tonight we'll find help Amen. in the name of Jesus. Father, tonight we've come because we want to increase. Yes. We ask, Father, that you will increase us spiritually yes, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. Yes, give you all the praise. 
Father, I come before you tonight and I submit myself to your spirit. I ask, Father, to you take me and take me over tonight in the name of Jesus. That you will guide me in your word. That by mercy I will find help to speak your word as it ought to in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you will grant me boldness to speak as I ought in the name of Jesus. Father, I, I come before you weak, weak tonight. I... I submit myself, I yield myself, I humble myself before you. I ask, Father, that your strength will be made known in my weakness tonight, in the name of Jesus. That your strength will be made available tonight for each and every one of us, in the name of Jesus. Father, help to connect uh, your thought for our hearts, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Hamakatafera. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Give you all the praise. 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 Thank you, our Father, for in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, good evening, everyone. And we are all welcome here tonight. Amen. Can we give Jesus the praise tonight? Amen. We thank God for his mercy. We thank God for for help for to be here. You know, it's it takes great help for, for us to gather each time we come. Um Tuesdays, Saturdays. Uh most of us we're already tired, you know, from work. And then we have to come down here and you know, and the Lord sees all that. So it takes great strength. It takes takes great great sacrifice so I just want to thank God for for his mercy and how he has been helping us amen, amen. praise the Lord hallelujah, hallelujah. God is good all the, all the time God is good amen, amen. praise the Lord um, okay so I want to say, I will say, just say a quick hi to your neighbor, um, but <laughs> hi neighbor, amen, and we have uh, around nine neighbors as well, so everybody's welcome, we thank God for for his mercy and kindness, amen, amen. praise the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. amen, so I think I'll just... Uh, go straight into the word and I've been trusting God for uh, mercy concerning that, uh, what we have been looking into alright so can we open to the book of Act 26 mm. I don't, I'm not too sure if that's where I'll start from but the Lord will guide us. Amen. 
Act 26, verse 16. Amen. Amen. I've been trying to, to, to go into this verse and chapter to teach, but uh, I've not been able to. So, I'm going to read it a bit, and then uh, I'm going to go to Romans 3 as well. Um, amen. amen. So, let me read Act 26, verse 16. Uh, let me read from verse 14. I said, when we were all falling to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and seen in the Hebrew tongue Saul, Saul why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks and I said who art thou Lord? And he said I am Jesus whom thou persecutest but rise and stand upon thy feet for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee. I like to re read that verse 17 again. It's delivering thee <coughs> from the people. And I'll skip the from because it's in italics. So delivering thee from the people and the Gentiles. From the people and the Gentiles. Unto whom now I send thee. open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance amongst them inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to read it again from verse 17. It says, Delivering thee from the people, from the people, and the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Amen. Praise the Lord. Delivering thee from the people and the Gentiles from the people and the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Amen. Amen. Let's read uh, Romans chapter 3. They are not too far from each other. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, Romans 3 Verse 1. So, what advantage then had the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? 
much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the fate of God without effect? God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sins, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. Amen. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous to take vengeance? I speak as a man, God forbid, for then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God at more abound through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather, as we be slanderously reported and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come. So whose damnation is just? What then? Are we better than they? No. In no wise, for we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Mm. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. I like this, this 12, they use the word unprofitable here, and I think last Tuesday I was uh, talking about that prophet a bit concerning the soul, right? Okay, so let me read from verse 13. It says, their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongue they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law said, it said to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. That all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifest. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus, Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. 
I verse 20, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. That is in Christ Jesus, sorry. Whom God had set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just, and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith. Without the deeds of the law, is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and on circumcision through faith do we then make void the law through faith god forbid yea we establish the law amen praise the lord so that is uh, romans 3 from beginning to the end amen it's quite it's, it looks like a short reading eh? was that long I thought it was was short. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Right, let me read Act 26 one more time. for Act 26. Amen, amen. So Act 26, verse 17. See, let me read from verse Verse 12. So, whereupon as I went to Damascus, 
with authority and commission from the chief priest. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining around about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were falling to the earth, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles. Unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes. And to turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan unto God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. And inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. By what? By faith. That is in me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So here they are talking to Paul, right? Concerning what heaven is about to, to do to him. That verse 17, right? Uh, it says, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Um, I think on on Saturday I kind of focused a lot on on the difference between the a Jew right and a Gentile. Uh, just looking at a the difference there, and the difference I'm uh, uh, of course what I'm talking about right. Uh, I'm not. I'm, if you look at a Jew and a Gentile, I'm not talking about a Jew and a Gentile in the natural, right? Yeah. We are looking at a spiritual Jew and a spiritual Gentile. So there's a spiritual uh, nature, or will I use the word nature? No. Let's say spiritual, there's a spiritual inheritance. I'm not saying use the word inheritance. There's a spiritual uh Perhaps we can use the word identity. So, spiritual identity of a Jew and a Gentile. And 
if I may ask, you no, know, we've been talking about Jew and Gentile, and I know we are you know, we are born again Christians. Uh, uh, is looking into those things seeming, you know, like ah, uh, you know, maybe we don't need those information, you know, or it doesn't seem like it's revelatious. <laughs> Amen. Um, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know the Lord is raising us and these little, little things we are learning. It's not now that we, would, we may even identify. It may help us now, but really, where you see it is in, is in the future. Right? Because they are the way the Lord is painting the word and bringing the word is bringing is is a way of forming an understanding. That understanding is many many a times right. The word we are, what the Lord is teaching is plain, right? But we will now wonder why the word comes the way they come sometimes, right? I don't know why I always talk about this on Tuesday, but Lord knows, right? But I just know that the Lord is using the way these words are coming to frame our understanding. So that when you, is now, when you read your Bible and you see Jew and you see Gentile, there are many ways the Lord can interpret that to you as you begin to open scripture. You can go the route of, oh, a Jew according to a Jew, a Gentile according to a Gentile as it is. It can also come to you in understanding as a Jew spiritually, a Gentile spiritually, can also come a Jewish soul, a Gentile soul. Can also come as a Jewish nation, a Gentile nation. Right? It can come to give inheritance of a Jew. It can come so there are many, 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 many angles that the Lord can come. So when the Lord begins to teach us from an understanding, He's expanding our mind, right? For the purpose of, of growth. So that we can be expanded inwardly, right? And when you are expanded, what that means is that the Lord can the Lord will have room in you to bring understanding or wisdom towards scripture. Right? So for example now, from what you are hearing now, what you've heard before, right, what you hear in you know, EGFM, Loves You, you know, uh, New and Living Way, anywhere that the word of righteousness is preached, all these things that we are learning, the Lord is just expanding us, expanding our understanding. Although if you look at it, the core doctrine is the same. Right? But what the Lord is teaching, most of the time, um, the Lord can come in many, many, many ways to teach them, to perhaps to show us from another angle, that we can see things from another angle. And when we are seeing things from different angles like that, it is easy for the Lord, right, to, or for the Spirit to move within, within us. Amen. So it is not. So most of the time, right, because there are, we can just position ourselves and our heart to just learn the knowledge, which is not bad, right? 
but learning the knowledge and learning the spirit is important. Right? So it's, it's, it's the spirit, not just the knowledge alone. Right? Room for this. This. So what what this thing do most of the time is it opens us up to God's word to explain things further and make things clearer. Amen. So we've been talking about who a Jew is, who a Gentile is. Um, I think for the past, is it three Saturdays or two? I think it's two, right? Yeah? I think it's two. I think it's two Saturdays. Two Saturdays, two Tuesdays, I think. I may be wrong, but. No, not two Tuesdays. It last two Tuesdays. I don't, there was, there was, I think the Lord came, almost the same thing, but in a different way. It's three Saturdays, right? Uh, the Lord came in another route. Right, and we started talking about the blessing of a living soul, right? But funny enough, it connected in the the what the Lord has been saying to us concerning where Jews and where Gentile is, right? Because last Saturday they began to tell us from this from another angle, a what is inside a Gentile, what is inside a Jew spiritually. Like and the, one of the major things that they were hammering is the idols, right? And they're making us to understand that because the soul, the soul is not made to be empty, right? Or let me put this way: the soul, okay, the soul is not made to not have a master. The soul was was designed to serve. I think I mentioned it, but I don't think I talked on the service aspect of the soul, right? But just I talked about it being led by a God. Right? So I talked from the angle of it being led by a God, but I didn't talk about the servant aspect of the soul, right? So the focus was not more of how the soul serves or how it's designed to serve, but the soul is designed to be a servant. The soul is designed to be a worshipper. I think I talked about that now. And what you begin to see is that a servant is a worshipper. Right? A, a servant is a worshiper. And I'm coming from the aspect of when you see um, men worshiping gods, they are serving that God. Right? Nobody worship a God that they don't serve. And then you now realize that we too, as children of God, we are also serving a God. And then you can remember the song, What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. You see, we are serving a God. A God must be served. Right? So we are serving a God because gods must be served. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I'm taking it slowly. 
I'm watching time. I'm not, I don't intend to rush and I don't intend to say too much. Amen. So, uh, before I continue, I'll just confirm, does anybody have any questions so far regarding the teachings? Is there anything that is easy and forget? But, you know, I just wanted to know before I, 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 I continue. Any question? Hmm? I, I guess, if not from Saturday, maybe from Tuesday, if not from Tuesday, maybe from previous Saturday, if not from previous Saturday, maybe from previous Tuesday. Right. Any questions so far? Uh, what's the question? So what is what specifically? asking that with respect to the soul itself because you, you, you're mentioning that you can be a Jewish nation you can, you can so the word you can it seems like you're talking about somebody can be that okay. so what I mentioned right what I'm trying to explain is that in reading the scripture right the Lord can come from different angles to explain things. Right? So when you are seeing Jews or Gentiles in scripture, right? so I'm talking more com regards the way the Lord can come to explain. Right? Now, there's what a Jewish nation is. A Jewish nation is the nation of Jews. The Jewish nation. So in the Old Testament, we have a nation right, that is the Jews of the the main focus there will be that it is a nation, right? Or, I'm saying the Lord, as you are reading, the Lord can also, right, ex explain things from the angle of a spiritual Jew, right? So a Jewish nation, the focus there is the nation. A spiritual Jew is talking about defining who a Jew is spiritually, right? And you can also talk about a Jew naturally, because you have the Jews in the natural, right? I'm saying the Lord can come and talk about that. So I wasn't saying specifically what the Lord is doing, right? I'm just saying that he can explain things from different angle, knowing um, from, from, let's say, from the knowledge or from what has been taught, right? It is expanding our understanding of scripture Right, and the Lord can. So, for example, like I was, the Lord can, you no, know, the Lord have room to explain things better, right? So now I was talking about what I was really explaining, right? In the teaching was we 
spiritual journeys with who a, a gent, spiritual gentile is. And I also, I think the first time I also explained who a natural Jew is, who a natural gentile is, right? And then uh, I think the last uh, Saturday I was talking more about uh, a spiritual uh, I was talking about the difference between a Jew and a gentile, right? Part of the difference be it spiritual, be it natural, right? And of course, the, we can learn from the natural aspect and also the spiritual aspect, right? So, defining that what separates a Jew. So, you see, there are different, different things that have been explained. We are natural Jews, we are spiritual Jews, right? Now, not that I believe talked about, I think in a way we even talk about a Jewish nation in a way. Right. If we listen to the tape again, there was I think there was some uh, references made to the nation as a whole, right? Uh, I think one says chiefly to them, right? So to them it's not just one, right? It's, it's all of the nation. So the Jewish nation have the oracles of God, right? So they're saying to them as a nation have the oracle. Right, then I was explaining that as long as you are a child of God, born again, you can be counted as part of a, of a spiritual Jewish nation who is committed or who have the oracles or who have a, a stake in the oracle of God. Right? Because to the nation is given the oracle. Right? For what purpose? Because all of the nation, they are tied to the oracle. The oracle is the is where God, when you talk about oracle, is, is the place of God. Let me put it that way, right? Because when you talk about the place of the oracle, that's where God speaks from. Right? So the, the Lord speaks from the place of the oracle. Now, this thing I said, I hope we're not thinking, uh, you know, just from understanding, I just, but from understanding, I just, maybe I cooked it up. It's actually from scripture, right? In understanding how the Lord has set the Jewish nation, right? And seen in the books of uh, uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, right? Deuteronomy. In those books, when we read all of those books, you can see where they are committing the oracle to them. When the Lord was giving them, if I cut it short, Exodus, really, you can see it there. Why? Because it's in Exodus that they give them the tabernacle. Right? And the tabernacle is what houses the place of the oracle. Right? And if you now go further to zoom in, then we'll say the Ark of the Covenant, right, can be considered the place of the oracle, right? Because it's from the Ark of the Covenant that the Lord begins to speak to the nations, right? So, and all those things, they are not, they are not a film trick. They are not just happening for no apparent reason, right? There, there is a reason why the Lord has set those things the way they are. And there's what those things mean for you and I today. Right? So the Lord allowed those things that happened in the past to be written 
as an example for you and I. Because all those things, most of those things that happened that were written is happening spiritually. Right? So the Lord just have a, have a way of showing things spiritual and the natural. It does that a lot. Right? For example, creation. Right? Uh, the Lord created man and woman. In the spirit, it wasn't seen. That's the spirit aspect. Then he made them a living soul to appear in the natural. Right? The Lord created the seeds to plant all the trees. But you don't see them in the beginning. It's in chapter 2. You see them in the natural. Right? Um, you see uh, other spiritual things that we see every day in the natural. Or let me put it this way. The way things, things growing is a spiritual thing. The spiritual growth. But you see growth in the natural. Right? Like trees growing. Even men growing, right, is a, spiritual, is, a spiritual, is a spiritual thing. It's not just a natural uh, thing that happens, right. So just see that. And then the, the Gentile nation, or sorry, the Jewish nation, were committed the oracle, right. So the spiritual Jews now also are given the oracle. The same way the, the, the natural Jew were committed the oracle, so also is the spiritual Jew now. And there's a way you classify the two. How do you classify a natural Jew? How do you oh, sorry. So in the, in, in the Old Testament, there's a way the Lord classify who a Jew is and who a Gentile is. A Jew is he that is born, right, from the 12 tribes of Israel, right? Let me just say a Jew is Israel. An Israelite, right, is a Jew. So, who is an Israel, an Israelite, in the natural, sorry, in the spiritual, is he that is born, right, that is born out of, oh, I'm saying spiritual now, right, is he that is born again. Right? Once you are born again, you are considered an a spiritual Israel. So when you understand that, when you now see Israel in scripture, you know that it is you. And the truth of the matter is that you are in one tribe. <laughs> you know there are twelve tribes, have you? You get tribe. You are in one tribe. Even though they are all Israeli. Right? Uh, but don't ask me which tribe am I in. I don't know. Because <laughs> that's the next question. Where's my tribe? It's a spiritual understanding and sight. Right? To figure out which tribe you are, you have to read spiritual DNA and tell, okay, where am I? Right? Get what? I don't know. Which, which is your tribe? We have to start opening you up spiritually. Okay, do you behave like a? First of all, you, you need to know the spiritual DNA of every tribe. Then know your own spiritual DNA. Then see which which one align with which tribe. You get know what I mean? But but you know, we don't need to go that down yet, right? 
let's just know. Simply and straightforward. Anybody that is born again is a spiritual Israel. Or is a, is a Jew spiritually. Right? And Paul was explaining to us in Romans chapter 2, towards the end, right? Tell us who is a Jew spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. And he defined that. that uh, let me see if I can read it quickly. Mm. Say, so, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly. Right? Who is a Jew? But he is a Jew. Right? Because he was saying that for he is not a Jew which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. Because it's only a Jew that goes through circumcision. It's a Jew that is circumcised. If you're not a Jew, they can't circumcise you. Right? So you being circumcised does not mean you are a Jew. But you have to be a Jew to be circumcised. Understand? The sense I'm trying to give is that because you might say, oh, I circumcised a Jew. Mm-mm. It's not about that. Nations around them could figure, oh, they circumcised. Let us go and circumcise too. It doesn't mean they are a Jew, right? But there's, but there's what circumcision means spiritually, right? And there's what a Jew, a Jew is is God's inheritance. Let me put it that way. Right? So a Jew is God's inheritance. So he's not saying that for he is not a Jew which is one outwardly. Right? So you are not a Jew outwardly. Now, they're talking about flesh and blood. Say outwardly because we need to understand scriptural language, right? Outward man is what? Is our physical body. So Paul is using the word, for he is not a Jew, which is one, outwardly. So you don't, you don't tell a Jew by being birthed in the natural to a Jewish nation anymore. Before, that used to be the way. Right, you are a Jew as long as you are. Even if you look at it in the natural now, there's those that are considered a Jew, right? We still have the Jewish nation. Right? If you go to Israel, right? You, they are still there. So naturally, you have a natural Jew somewhere in the Middle East today, right? But they are saying that that is not the order of a Jew anymore. And I like this thing we are talking about because it's high time that Christians begin to see things clearly. You know, many Christians don't we don't yeah. think from this angle, yeah. even though we're, we're, what I'm teaching is very simple, right? But we don't really necessarily think from this angle, right? Because we just believe, oh, I'm a child of God, you know, we'll go. I mean, yes, it's true. But there's a reason why they wrote all this Bible. They, 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 they took the Jewish nation and then the Lord used them and raised them and there's, there's what the Lord set them as as an example, right? So, we can pick wisdom from there. A whole lot. And 
if you have never read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, take time to read it. Why am I saying this? I'm just saying this because they are very boring. The truth of the matter is, <laughs> the truth of the matter is that I've, I wouldn't say I've really, really read it before, but I would say I've, I've read Exodus, right? Although now I've read Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and all those. I read Exodus. When I read it, I can tell you it didn't make too much sense to me. Okay. Then, when I started learning Christ, or what of righteousness, I read it again, as at that time. It wasn't until, why because, I guess, maybe they've not really, really expanded me yet, as at that time. But, I was, all I just wanted to know is the ark, tabernacle, and that's it. Because that's what I know. I know a bit about them at that time. But I realized that even what I was complaining or holding was not much. When I read it again this time around, it's, it's as if I've never, ever, ever in my life opened that passage. That's how it was. It was as if I've never. Although I can have a, oh, I remember this part, I remember that part, but still, the feel, the, as I was reading it, what I was seeing was totally different. What that means, and one thing that I can learn from that is this, as long as you are growing, you can never exhaust scripture. You can't. You know why? Because See, what is written here, because, because as you are growing, your eyes are opening to see. So, every time you pick Bible, you read it, you feel like, ah, how is new? The, you know, the Bible has not changed. Who has changed? You. When you are changing, and you read the Bible, is always new. And that's to show us another a sense spiritually as well, right? That nobody should ever, 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 I'll say it again, ever, ever, ever position their heart as if they know things. Right? As if what I have known as it, master. I'm not saying that you should throw away what you know. Do you understand? Because it's possible now because of this statement I made. You know, hearts can be afraid. Like, ah, as you are reading the Bible, let me know, do as if I know. That's not what I'm saying, that you should throw away your head. I'm just saying that there's a heart posture. It's a meek posture. Whereby you don't assume you know. Or you, you, are, not, you are not standing in your, in the confidence of your knowledge. Right? Because if you stand in the confidence of what you know, not submitting to the Holy Ghost, who is the author of the book. Right? So, they are not, they are not telling you, remove your head. It's being meek and humble. Right? Like you say, maybe you hear, uh, for example, maybe Reverend will say that, hmm, the Holy Ghost was teaching him a scripture. Why do you think, do you think the Holy Ghost would have been able to do so if our dad is not positioned 
for the Lord to come to them in a new way. So, for example, now, and I can tell you that it is possible to be positioned that way. Why? Okay, because I've known that kind of heart before. In short, I will say that at some point, maybe I was like that, that from what I know, I just, Bible, Bible, yes, that's it. What you now realize is that nothing, nothing new is coming to you. And the, and the truth is that you'll still be you'll still be growing in what you know before. But uh, ha, I, what I want to say is this that but you will be missing the way. Way is totally different from just knowledge. Way is spirit. It's I can't can see that sometimes, right, that we have knowledge. But if you check it, what is really missing is the way. But if somebody, you know, and this thing I'm saying is, is not new. This thing I'm just saying, right, you, you have not heard it. Is it the first time you're hearing it? Is it the first time? Maybe it's the first time, Abby. Is it the first time? Because we always hear way, 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 way. See that? That thing called way is spirit. The truth is, I don't, I don't know because me too, I've been hearing it for a long time until I saw it. And I didn't see it by just understanding. I saw it by growth. How? By meekness dealings. Dealings of meekness in the heart. Heart posture, heart positioning, readjusting. Right? That has to happen. Which, when it was happening, I didn't know where it was going to lead to. But as it was happening, I just began to see way spiritually. Ha! And I realized and discovered that, ah, there, there are ways. And the thing about ways is that it's not about, ah, God help me. It's not about leading. Although ways is true being led. <laughs> I don't know if this makes sense. Right, because what I'm saying is that there's a way you're like, oh, as long as you have been led, which is awesome, true, because it's a training. What you can be led is your soul, right? You have to be led by the spirit, right? Sometimes what we call leading, right, is our wisdom. It's a way of wisdom that we know that can lead us. That we call leading. Right? It's, it's, ju it's just it's our wisdom in a way. Right? And this thing I'm saying is not to discourage any heart to be saying that, oh Lord, let me not be using my wisdom. No, we don't have to worry about that. That's not that's 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 not your worry now. What every heart should be positioned is just, hmm, Lord, I want to know your way. Simple. Right? Forget about Worrying, ah, Lord, my, ah, in this way, okay, don't, I just don't want everybody to enter into condemnation and all those things, because now we have to be, yeah. we have to be, as we are saying it, we have to be portraying it so that we understand, right? So, ways, right, is by leading. But that leading is not just any kind of leading. 
like you say, okay, the Lord led me. I talked to you. Uh, the Lord led me to talk to you. Just talk in a way. Oh, the Lord led me, and I went around this route to get this car. You know those kind of things. Not necessarily those those kind of leading. But I'm not. But I'm not saying that those leading don't play a part, right? They do. But there are leadings spiritually. Leadings. Leading. Have you have you ever been led to be meek? Have you ever been led to be to be to be content? Have you ever been led to be merciful? Have you ever been led to die to yourself in every single way? Have you ever been led to be meek when you are not at fault? Right? And you are led to take the fault. And taking the fault that I'm talking about is not, mm, okay, it's my fault, I'm sorry. Mm -mm, that's not the kind. The, fault that, the kind of fault I'm talking about is you yourself looking for ways in which, hmm, Maybe I have not done well here. Right? No, it's easy to always yeah. assert our rights, right? Yeah. It's a different way entirely to start thinking, okay, hmm, maybe this person reacted this way because I did this. Oh, okay, all right. And then forgetting whatever mistake has happened, and then, okay. Just because you realize that, okay, there's a part, okay, can I, ah, just erase everything that I've been thinking I'm justified and okay, that person should have, mm -mm, okay, because of this aspect, ah, okay, let me retrace, ah, why, because perhaps things might have turned out differently if I had adjusted my heart, not, not different, different things, I'm just, this one I'm just telling us just to show us certain things about ways spiritually. Right, or, and like I said, ways for you to learn ways, you have to be led. You have to be led, but it's not just any kind of leading. That's just my point. Is is the inward? Inward is is an inward is an inward leading into righteousness, into into righteousness. Huh? but that's. Maybe I don't have the wisdom to explain it well, but that just, that's just what I'm trying to, to bring forth, that ways in the spirit, right? What you call ways. In a way, is actually life. There's a way God flows. God flows. In the, there, are, there are ways. When men began to move into ways, your, 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 your spiritual journey gets, becomes very fruitful, profitable, a lot. A lot. Right. But I guess I just want to talk about that way thing. It's that entire way again. Talking about leading, uh, talking about. I know I was talking about Jew and Israel. I didn't enter way again. What was I saying? Preaching together, let's preach. Huh? 
Okay, I was talking Christians today. Okay, I was. I was not saying that God did not just do all these things without wisdom, like the way He wrote and penned everything down. It's for a purpose, and Christians don't necessarily uh, understand or think from that angle. And then, how did I get away? Okay, okay, okay. I was telling you about reading, <laughs> and then it changes. Okay. And now we ought to be making a hand. That's our thank you. Now I remember. Because <laughs> I remember now. Because now we remember the teaching. Thank you. <laughs> we remember the teaching. Where the teaching was flowing from. Right. And then um, I was talking about the way the heart posture must be when it comes to, you know, as, as we are developing spiritually, there's a way we should be. Right. Whereby we don't assert that we, we know. And it, and it will also show in the way we relate with, with people as well, right? Because there's no way you, if you are, when, when, when you learn ways, it's a mind that will be in you. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Because when you are learning ways, you are also you are learning God, you are learning Christ, right? Therefore, the mind that is in Christ will also be in you, Right? There's no way you'll be learning Christ and you'll be learning his ways and you won't learn his the mind. And you know that when I say the mind of Christ, I'm not just talking about mind, my mind, my mind, you get. We're talking about a kind of sense. And you know a kind of sense is a way. No senses, right? Ah, how do I put it? Sense is a way, right? So for example, Men use senses every of their day. They use senses, right? So, for example, the way I am is a kind of sense. Right? The way you are is a kind of sense you are, you are using. Every way we react, every way we behave, every way we are doing is a kind of is a sense we are having. And you know, most of the time, most people don't behave the same, right? It means everybody is using different kind of senses. But when you find the same sense in everybody, you see they all reason the same way. Right? Mm -hmm. So, I may do something, right, with a sense. When you do it with that same sense, you arrive at the same thing. Right? So, for example now, they can't separate you from your sense. Because your sense defines you. Your sense is how you see. Your sense is how you run. Your sense is your way. Right? And what should, the kind of sense you should be using is a foreign, is a foreign one to the outward man. It's a, it's a spiritual sense. Right? So, you should be using Jesus' kind of sense. Let this mind in you, which was also in Christ, right? And then be spiritually minded, not carnally minded, right? Mm -hmm. So, it is the, the sense that you use. It's, senses are ways. That's just what I'm trying to, to bring forth, is that senses 
our ways. And when you say sense, is the way you think, the way you reason. So, let me separate it. The way you reason is not... And, and the way men think or the way men reason is not just by mind. Yeah. It's the sense that defines the mind. Yes, sir. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Right? So, it's not the... It's not the way you are thinking that defines your mind. It is the sense that defines the thinking. If the sense that a soul has is carnal, they will always be reasoning carnally. You can't separate them from it. The conversation is around that. So, for example, now, if my sense is that I need money, you have to get money all the time, and you have to be, you have to be, I don't know why I always talk about money and career. Sorry, yo, I don't know. Why is it that those two things, I always talk about it? Eh, we'll, we'll take it like that. Now. I don't know why. Me too, me too I don't know. But if, I'm, if my sense about money and career, right, is that career-wise, you must be the top. Not, not that there's anything wrong there, but that's my ambition. Because your senses should be tied to your ambition. And it also be tied to things you value. And, and you now realize that, why am I always thinking in this direction? It means it is a sense yeah. that, is, that you have that is making that soul think in that direction. If that, if that soul needs to think differently, it means that soul needs another kind of sense. And guess what? Scripture tells us that if any man lack wisdom, I just want to come from that angle, right? If any man lack wisdom, because wisdom is part of sense. So I just want to come from that scripture. So if any man lack wisdom, let him ask, right? From God, with what? Which God that does that? Huh? Yeah, he gives it freely. And upbraided not, that's the word I'm looking for. And upbraided not, meaning that God will not hold back in giving you. So meaning that for every sense you need, eh, you can pray for the Lord to give it to you. Amen. Lord, see this way I'm thinking, even though I may, I know, I may not know the right one, but I know that this one is wrong. Lord, can you give me a spiritual sense a spiritual sense. Why? Because we know that if this sense is wrong, then it must be carnal in a way. Okay, Lord, I want a spiritual sense. Can you give me a spiritual sense? It means that the Lord can give it to you. Yes. Yes. I, I I'll just tell you that don't now think that the next, the moment you prayed, the next second, you have the spiritual sense. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Right? Why? Because I know as Christians, we like answer quick, quick, sharp, sharp. Because we've been wired to think that way. And you now realize that when you begin to learn the word of righteousness, they begin to explain process to you. One of the things you realize that about you know, growing spiritually is that it is a process. Process. If you are missing that important part, you can, you can be around learning 
but never been no, no but never been able to come to the knowledge of the truth or you might be denying the power why because we are not holding it the way we should hold it right why because understand that understand process you now realize that most of the deliverance that we need is through processes you now check it anywhere that due process is not followed, you realize that something will be missing there. Okay, there's a due process to cook stew. Don't follow it and see what will happen to your stew. Eh? If you want to cook stew, you might end up having pasta sauce. Right, because the, the pasta sauce process is different from stew process. Right, so the, the summary is just that if it's stew you want, but you didn't follow the process of stew, you will end up in another one that won't be stew. <laughs> if it's not pasta, if it's not what other sauce is there, if it's not, it's not pasta, it's not ayamase, you land in something that will not be that will not be either or or either. You shall be somewhere. It's due process, right? So I'm, and why am I saying this? I'm saying this so that you understand that once you pray for it, then the Lord will begin to lead you into that sense that you are praying for. It will just require that as you are praying, don't throw your heart away to think they will just dash you the sense. No. They will give you the sense, but they will lead you into it. And if they are going to lead you into it, it will be by process, by leading. And what that means is that as you are obeying, maybe you want the sense. As they are prompting you, see this sense, leave it. Okay, use They will be prompting you to use another. But one thing I would like to say, this thing, I think, I think, it's, I think it's standard, I can say it, in the sense that, because I, you know, I, don't, I don't just, just talk about formula, right? Because formula doesn't work. What works is spirit. Now, what I wanted to say is that one thing that will be constant is that they may not tell you, or let me put it this way, when they are telling you to leave your sense, right? As at that moment, you won't really know which sense you are heading to. And there's a war you have to fight in that sense. In the sense that, because the, the moment you are in that frame where they are leading you away from your sense, you won't want to go anywhere. Because the way the soul is wired is that see your life, cling to it, yeah. and don't let it go. Yeah. It's not anything, it's just the way the soul is wired. It's, a, it's almost like a safety mechanism, right? And Satan took advantage of that by telling souls, take, this is your life, keep it. So the moment you want to take it from it, the soul will fight. So, when they are telling you, leave this sense, take it. They, won't, they may not tell you, take that sense. Or they might even tell you, take that sense. But when they are telling you, take that sense, you may not even see where the sense is leading to. Or what this. Or when they are telling you to take another sense, what they are telling you to take may not look like a sense. I don't know, I hope the word I'm using sense is not making me look weird, right? Because it can be confusing. Is it clear? 
That's what I'm saying, clear. Right? So, when they are telling you, leave that sense. Don't think that way. Don't, don't go that route. Don't think like that. Because one of the things they will be telling you is to leave the one you are using. They will tell you, leave it. See that one? Drop it. See that one? Drop it. And when they are telling you, drop it, they may not tell you. That's another thing. They may not tell you which one to take. They may just be telling you, drop it, drop it. But you might be so surprised that in telling you drop it, they're already telling you another one. That until you drop it, or until you make a decision to drop it, you won't see it. You won't see another way. But the moment you agree and you drop it, see that dropping, it's not that oh, I drop it, but in your heart you have not. Your mind and your heart are not the same thing. Your heart is the key, wow. not your head. It's your heart. Anything that your your mind dropped and your heart has not dropped, you have not dropped it to. That's just the truth of the matter. You know, many times we agree with the Lord. Lord, thank you. Yes, I will stop stealing. I will stop lying in our mind. But our heart has not dropped it. Most of the time, that's where the struggle is. Right? So, they will tell you, they will tell you, drop that one, drop that one, drop that one. So the only thing you are saying is drop down, but you are not seeing the new one. Yeah. But don't worry, just take it. Amen. Just drop that one. And then the moment you, you all of a sudden, you just see another way. You just see another way. Ha! Oh! So if souls have been struggling to live a particular way, I, I hope this will encourage us to just, to, to have strength to drop. I'm saying it because I know this is a major setback. Yes, sir. Because our blind sight yeah. comes from not seeing another way. And you don't see it until you drop the one you are holding. That's just how it is. Right? Mm -hmm. So we must be open spiritually. What I'm saying is just encouraging us to change. I've summarized it. It's an encouragement to change. Right? To be open to change. To not be afraid to change. To not hold too tight to your way. To hold too tight to your ways. That you don't, well, maybe we even know where it's going. Right? But no, it's, it's, a, it's a scary thing. Maybe you are, for example, maybe they, for example, like I was saying, when they are, maybe they are teaching Revelation. And, they, and then you're like, ah, that one's not for me. What do you think is also happening? There? It's, it's, another, it's, it's way problem too. Because there's a way we, the soul has been wired. So when the when revelation is teaching, being taught, or doctrine is being taught, the way inside the soul will say, this one is for those that are growing and knowing. This one is not for me. This one, my own is here. We won't define where our own is. That Okay, say my own is here. This one is for them there. And the moment we separate it like that, you realize that there won't be interest in picking that one up, right? But we can have a desire. I'll, I'll grow it, I'll pick it out. But you're already saying it's not for you. Should I tell you a secret? Well, it's not a secret. I guess we all know. Anything you have set your heart against spiritually, the truth of the matter is that it does not come to you. No matter how much heaven wants to give it to you. Why am I saying this? Because you might have been Maybe you are positioned to even 
receive things spiritually. But one time, you just one maybe some time, you just you just changed your heart. You realize that even though everyone wants to give it to you, but there is there is a door inside your heart that they must pass through. But as as long as that door is shut, they can't pass through. But the thing they want to give you is at your door. Just like that thing that that we saw in scripture, right? What we saw in scripture regarding uh, Cain and sin. When it says sin light at thy door, right? And it's there, his desire is to rule over thee. It means that that thing is a standard procedure. Nothing gets through the door of the soul without it passing through the door. There's a door in the soul. And the truth is that you have the control. You can open it, you can shut it. It's even possible, gift, spiritual gift, that the Lord has given you. Because you shut your heart to it, it won't flow again. Because you just shut your heart to it. Sometimes you go be out of, ah, I just want to be meek, I just want to be humble. <laughs> I want to be meek, I want to be humble. Uh, the Lord that gave it to you does he not know that you should be humble and meek. Right? I'm just saying sometimes, you know, what the gift that God has given, you just, you just shut. Why? Because it's like, maybe you have the gift and you said, Lord, I don't want it anymore. The truth of the matter is that it will not come anymore. You may not say it with your mouth, you can just say it with your heart. It will, sh- it will be shut off to you. What am I saying? I'm just saying it to let us know that, see, although it's, you know, spiritual things, and we know it's that the spirit wills, when it comes to gift of the spirit, right? If the spirit is willing, but the body is weak, nothing will happen. Unless Holy Ghost gets you drunk, override everything, right? You are drunk. But they didn't still override you. They just got you drunk enough to allow. You get? Because they can't budge into that soul. Souls can't be budged into, right? So, but I think I've said enough concerning this area. Are we blessed already? Yes, sir. So, I don't know. I guess I was just, I'm just encouraging hearts and, and lifting things small, small, right? God is helping us. Addressing hearts. I'm just addressing hearts. Amen. So, like I was saying, the Lord did not just, you know, open the, 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 did not just talk about Jews, Right? So, let me, back, let me backtrack to where I entered all these things I started saying, which is, when you come back to read scripture, right, it will look different as you are growing, right? Things, which is why you should position your heart the way I, all these things I've said, and you know, blah, 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 plus, 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 psh, QED, bah, full stop. So, what I was saying then is that a Jew, right, and everything that they commit to them, Genesis, Exodus. Because in Genesis, that's where the story started. If you, if you check it, Genesis story, you think it's creation, everything, and then you think they are disjointed. Not really. For a long time, I didn't think Genesis, I, I just thought Genesis had stories. Right? Exodus had stories, but ah, no, it's particular about Israel. Leviticus, 
Numbers, Deuteronomy, then Joshua, right? Those ones were defined, so you would think. But Genesis, I just thought it just had different, different stories. But the truth of the matter is that Genesis is not just multiple stories. Genesis is the story of Israel from the beginning. From the beginning of creation, from when God created the heavens and the earth. But let me not say Israel. Let me say the story of man. Right? Because, because really, Israel is also man. All, all the story that God is telling is still about men. Just they're just they're just defining it, right? So Genesis, they talk about creation. Then they now they now talk about from creation to Jacob. Right? Then from creation to Israel. But it's still about the soul of man. Right? It's still about man. It's about you. It's about me. Right? It's about all men on earth. But for all men on earth, things are defined. Genesis. From Genesis, see what was happening until Genesis chapter 6 when the Lord says, My spirit shall not always strive. Right? Okay, that, that revelation is not for today. Right? My spirit shall not always strive with men. Right? It has also become flesh. And then we saw how men degenerated from six to Noah. Then from Noah to Abraham. We saw what the Lord did in the terms of Noah. He raised the generations of the earth, left eight people, then repopulated the earth. Then we have Abraham. Right? From Noah to Abraham. That's how, you, that's how we got to Abraham. Then from Abraham to Isaac. From Isaac to Jacob. From Jacob to Israel. Then the whole story is now about Israel. Check it, is it not? Elisha, Elijah, all those stories are talking about, it's still about Israel. Is it not? Elijah is a prophet in Israel. There's a season where he was prophesying, things were happening, it's still about Israel. Which is also about men. Right. I don't know what am I talking about. I'm just giving us stories about scripture. I guess maybe I'm creating interest for us to go and read the Bible. Let me not say I am. The Lord is creating interest for you to go and read the Bible. Right? So, from Genesis to from so you are from Genesis, right? You get to Isaac, you get to Jacob, you get to Israel, right? Then you get to the kings, you get to Joshua, the, the judges, you get to the kings, you get to David, right? You get, you get to, uh, before then, you get to Elisha, Elijah, right? The, those prophets, they were prophesying. Elisha too was prophesying. He was still a prophet in Israel. All those stories, stories, check it. Somehow, somehow, it shall link to Israel, Right? Then Isaiah began, then the only ones you may not necessarily see, oh, what am I even saying? I was going to say Psalm and Proverbs, but please, the people that wrote Psalm and Proverbs, where are they from? Right, so Psalm, Israel, Solomon, right? Solomon is from Israel. Then you have the prophets. They are all what? Israel prophets. 
they are prophesying about Israel. Right? So, who is that Israel? It's a Jew. So, if the old Bible, Genesis to Revelation is about Jews, and there's something about being a Jew. This thing I said, you'd be like, ah, Genesis, New Testament is not about Jews. No, it just, it just, they have just moved from natural to spiritual. <laughs> New Testament, Matthew to Revelation, is about spiritual Jews. I don't think so. The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, is written so that you can get Jews converted and you can also make Jews grow. Right? Because, for example, Matthew is giving us accounts why Jesus is the Lord. And of course, okay, why? for what purpose is that? So that you can believe on him. Then John was telling us that to believe on his son Right? That was straight belief. Right? Matthew was writing an argument. Was giving us proofs. I was reading Matthew and then I began to see that, ah, wait, oh, the way it is written, it's not more in a story. It's about giving you proofs. Explaining to you that Jesus is the Son of God. It's proofs. Talk about his birth. Talk about... And it's not just talking about proof alone. Also using these prophets, the Old Testament, to give proofs to show you that Jesus is the Son of God. Then the miracles, all those things, stories, different things is said, right? So to get us, and for what purpose should you believe in Jesus? So that you can become a Jew. You can be saved. Right? So that believers can become so I can have believers who are spiritual Jews. So, things have not changed much when it comes to the separation of men from Old Testament to the New Testament. Separation of men is Jews and Gentiles. Just that in that Jewish nation, you now have different kinds of people, different kind of Jews. Right? And then, in growth-wise, you also have different kind of Jews. When you come to growth, you can switch tribe. You can grow and switch tribe. Right? Because you can be any other tribe apart from a Levite. But by spiritual growth, you can switch to become a Levite. By spiritual growth, you can switch to become a priest out of the tribes to become a priest. Right? So, so you are now saying right, that the Lord is not making mistake by setting a spiritual. So there's a lot we need to learn about the Jewish nation. In the spirit and in the Old Testament. I will even say, perhaps now, even in the natural Right, they still you can learn a lot about them because they hold knowledge about things. So we're not saying ah, you have like some are doing today. They believe that Jesus is going to come upon Mount Olive again. So they are going to Israel to buy land and all those things. All kinds of things. Men, men are crazy, man. Right, and you have Christians that are doing that. Right, 
Because they said this same Jesus, you see, you come back the same. So he left from Mount Olives early. So they, so they believe that he's going to come back on Mount Olives. So they are going to buy houses there. So that <laughs> I don't even understand that kind of sense. So when that when Jesus is coming from the cloud, <laughs> is that's where we land. And then you have you, <laughs> people that have built houses around there. So you carry them as like what kind of sense is that? That's a carnal sense. Because that does not follow spiritual order. It's, it's not about natural estate. It's a spiritual thing. Right? But anyways, that's just it. Right? To say that, I just wanted to, I just wanted to clear the air. Right? It's saying that we can learn so that, you know, we, we don't carry that kind of a sense. But what I'm saying is that the Lord, the Lord used the natural Jew to depict spiritually. There's a lot we can learn about them from the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. It's like this is our gist to do. Are we enjoying the gist? Yes, sir. We're enjoying the gist. Yes. Okay. The Lord is helping us. I'll round up soon. I don't know why is there so much grace in this Jewish center. What are we just Jew and Jet that we are talking about? Lord, what is, what is the Lord doing with this with this thing? Amen. Praise the Lord. Do, do, are you are you getting a sense of of Bible? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm saying and, and I'm saying these things that the Lord has used the 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 Jews in the natural in the Old Testament to explain. Right, I can tell you one thing for for a fact. See all these things we are learning in doctrine, everything they're teaching. If if you look at it well. You see that is around the things the Lord has tied around a Jew, but the Lord is now explaining it better spiritually because it is the inheritance of a Jew. Eternal life are for the Jews, right? And then, like you said, I am not afraid of the ashamed of the gospel of Christ. With the power of God, and unto what salvation to the Greek first, then to the Gentiles. Is it then to the Jews? Romans one sixteen. Yeah. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. To the Jews first, yeah, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For there is the righteousness of God revealed. Right, so they're also talking about the they're also talking about the the inheritance, how it's separate how it's as it's separated, right? So to the Jew first, then to the Greek. Right? Now it's not it's it's, it's not saying that if I if I if I, if I would explain this because like, ah, the sense I'm saying is to separate because um, I'm saying that the eternal life is an inheritance of the Jew, right? A spiritual Jew is a spiritual Jew, right? It's a spiritual Jew. Because a spiritual Gentile can't receive that inheritance. Although it is also, it is for both Jews and Gentiles. 
Do you understand? Yes, sir. Is it clear? Yes, sir. So, it's like we have two people. So, they say primarily first to this one, then to this one. Right? Uh, they are saying that both of them can, can receive this inheritance. However, there's a way the Lord would do it. There's a conversion from one to the other. Although it's for both the Jews and Gentiles, but a Jew, right, a Jew has some conversion already. A Gentile must be converted to a Jew. Because there's what, there's what class, there's what, there's a separation between a Jew and a Gentile. It now makes sense when they are now saying that the gospel of Christ to the Jew first, then to the Gentile. Because if you're not a spiritual Jew, you can't learn the gospel of Christ. You can't learn what? The gospel of Christ. You must be a Jew first, which is why you see evangelism going everybody to get souls to be born again. What I'm talking about today is so simple. Very, very simple. Or is it not? Is it difficult? It's, it's like a sweet story. That's <laughs> and if you think we're not talking about eternal everlasting, like, it's okay. Well, now you know what the Lord is blessing us with, we are taking. Amen. You know, meekness needed in every way. Right? So, uh, a Jew is who can lend the, the gospel of Christ. A Gentile can also, but he has to be converted. Right? Why? Like I was saying on Saturday, that there's a difference between a Jew and a Gentile, and part of that difference is that it's the God that they serve. Right? It's a, a, a Gentile that is serving many other gods. Right? It's, it's, it's not, it doesn't have God as the only God it's serving. One Gentile can be serving 20 different kind of gods. One Gentile can be serving 100. Okay, where am I getting this from? When Jonah decided to run away from God, right? Jonah is also from... Okay, then God sent Jonah to Nineveh, have you? Which is a Gentile nation. He was telling us, was telling us of a story. It's a story too. But anyways, let's leave that. So you have, you have, you have, you have uh, Jonah right running away from God because God sent him to Nineveh. Then the ship he entered. He was discussing with people there, and the part of the discussion was that how can one God take control of all these things? You need a different kind of God for the sun. You need a different God for the moon. You need a different God for the earth. Like, you are saying that you need plenty gods. Meaning that that's what they are doing. They are serving plenty God. And then you see all these Greek mythologies. 
this one, that one, Poseidon, God of water, God of sun, God of moon, God of this, God of that, God of fertility, God of this, God of that. You think they are ordinary? You think all those stories are... What do you think the fountain from spirit were telling those stories? They now call it mythologies, myth. It's stories of spirit. Because plenty of nations believed in those gods at some point. You have Apollo, which is the god of the sun, I think. You see Egypt, this, this, they were serving god of the sun at some point because you see marks of the... There's so many gods in Egypt anyways. There are plenty of gods there, right? And plenty of gods is, is, is the all-mark of the Gentilic nation. That's, the, that's their all-mark, right? And you see the Lord telling the Israeli nation, when you take their land, Make sure you destroy every everything there. Make sure you destroy. Take their altars, destroy them. Nothing should remain. Because the God said, what was the first? Say, God, I'm a jealous God. You shall not have any other God before me. Simple. You shall not have any other God before me. That commandment has not changed. For us, for us, yeah. we, sh we, sh we, we should get to a point where we must, I'm saying we should get to a point, I guess it gets my sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it is, it's, a, it's a fact, yeah. we have other gods. Sometimes, those gods, we, hide, we put them yeah. somewhere. When we begin to serve them, we serve them without, without thinking. So what we do is we take God and then take the other one and we think the two can work. That's a Gentilic sense. So don't be too shocked. Maybe back home you have, you have people that will be serving God and still be visiting the Babas, the Laos, you know, because they will say that God does not uh, what's that statement? We say, you know, there's, there's other statement meaning that God does not God does not frown against, you know, trying to make things work for you. So that sense is a gentilic sense. So when you there are, there are plenty of people that believe that. And there are plenty of people that are Christians that are also using that sense. They may not physically go to a Babalao, but what they do is they go and consult a prophet. But those prophets are soothsayers. And one of the things is that God actually frowns against such things. That's the truth of the matter. Part of what the Lord, in, in explaining that shall not have any other God before me, in explaining that to Israel in Deuteronomy, was telling them, you must not, you, should, you must not, say, suffer a witch not to live. You, 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 amongst Israel, there must not be anybody practicing witchcraft, wizardry, conjuring spirit, right? There must not be, in Israel, nobody should practice necromancing, right? Enchanters, charmers must never be found in Israel. Or divinators 
those, those divination, divinators are div, div, diviners. And those diviners are those that, that give men promise of God that they can, they, they are telling men that we can contact God for you. We can, we can divinate the spiritual. Right? We can, we can help you move into the spiritual. Uh, what are those things? Prophet, pray for me for my husband. Which one should I marry? I have like two. One here, one here, this one, that one. Which one should I marry? Prophet, please pray. And the prophet will pray. This one is your husband. Yeah. <sighs> error. <laughs> Babanla, error. <laughs> like the, I don't know why I like Babanla. You like that song, Babanla, nonsense, right? It's Babanla, error. Why? Because it's almost like a divining spirit. If the Lord is going to lead anybody to marry, it's not going to be by that design. It's never by that design. Okay. I have to. You know those that will even give list of names. Write the names of everybody that is coming around you. You can give it to prophet. Prophet will now pray. Prophet that wants to eat. Name must come forth. I don't think so. <laughs> name was comfort. Ah, if name does not come, they will eat. Right? Divine, all those things. God frowns against it. Even if it doesn't look like that. If it's if it's if it's even from that sense, is Lord frowns against it. Why? Because there's a way the Lord the, the Lord says to you, you shall not have any other God. Meaning that. The Lord has to command Israel himself. Right? So when it comes to the authoritatively saying, this is your husband, this is your wife, that is not, that is not, that authority belongs to the Lord. Right? Belongs to the Lord. So it's not by name list. Uh, let's pray about it. Lord, 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 it is almost guaranteed. Natures will clash. That one is nothing. Natures will clash. And by the time natures will clash, what will you will remember is prophet said it is Judeo. That's what you remember. <laughs> no matter how much you like that prophet, you see, in that moment you you would hate your husband or hate your wife. In that moment, ah, in that moment you would run, you carry made a mistake. It is, it is prophet that said it is, it is GD. It is prophet. It is prophet. It's not my decision. It's not my decision. Anything that doesn't come pure from, from leading like that, purely being led, it's going to be problematic. It's going to be problematic. Why? Because most of the time, even if pastors know, what they try to do is try to guide the soul to arrive at the point where 
they can see clearly. Right? No reason for, okay, submission, okay, submit this, okay, I want to make you submit it to your pastors. Aha, it's, it's for safety, so that they can guide. Right? In only in few, well, I'm not saying only in some cases where they are allowed, they can clearly say, see, 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 young man, young woman, calm down. See this man? I don't think he's for you. This woman? I don't think he's for you. Why? Because they're already seeing signs. Right? Why? Because there's something about your spiritual growth and the person you're going to marry. There's just something about it. The same way the Lord says, why am I, why am I talking about all these things? The same way the Lord, the Lord says that uh, do not be unequally yoked. You think it's only about unbelievers and believers, right? But no, the word is unequally yoked. Although the scripture says with unbelievers. But you can have Christian unbelievers. That's another thing. Why? Okay. Does he or she believe what you believe? Different, different, different things, but let me move away from that area. Let me go to. I don't, I don't know. I've talked this talk there. Okay, so diviners, the Lord, the Lord does not. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what moved me to be talking about this diviners thing. You know. There's, there's, there is. Okay, so I was saying that the Lord frowns against you know such things, but diviners, right? Because they are the practice of the Gentilic nations, right? So the, all these things is not strange to the Gentiles, right? That is why, of course, it's not strange to those that visit the uh, Ifa Oracle back home. When I say Ifa, you know, it's one of the gods back home, right? That different, different people serve. Ifa is for the Yoruba ones. I, I know, I'm sure Ifa has a different name in another tribe, right? Do, do, do they have uh, people in Benin that Save God and they will wear white all the time. They should? Okay, let me know. Because you stayed in uh, Benin for a long time, so I thought maybe you will know. Lagos is Yoruba, you are from Lagos too. Uh, I can ask me from Badagri. That, that was Igbo. From, Bad from Badagri. Did you stay in Badagri where? Long enough. <laughs> but, but do you have any, any of them that wear white? All across, right. eh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was trying to, uh, that's why I'm trying to establish that. For Yoruba, they call it Ifa. And some other tribe, they call it something else. But they are, they are all the same, right? Or maybe they morph small. You know those spirits, they, they are funny. They will appear here like this, there, they will just change, they tweak something about them. And, right? Just all evil spirits. Right, but the, okay, our son started running up, it's 9.30 already, so. The Gentile, wow, the Lord is awesome. We're just talking about Gentiles and, and Jews, right? So, the Gentiles, the Gentilic nation, what, what, they, what they serve are gods. Is their all mark. They have gods. Gods is their thing. That's their all mark. They have charmers, enchanters, witches, wizards, necromancers, charmers, like I said, enchanters. Those are their, their thing. You cannot tell when uh, saw. It's all right. I'm going to go and consult a diviner. 
the Lord was so angry with him because it was it was against it was against the law for Israel. Come do not think of a king. So when the Lord allowed a king to rule Israel, it's like the way the Lord now did it, it's like the king is a mini Israel to him. All of the law for Israel, it is the king's responsibility. Even though those laws is actually the those who keep it are the priests, right? Because what you find is in the mouth of the priest, you find knowledge, right? Now, there's a way the Lord now said it to Moses that when the time comes, when Israel decides to have a king, so it means that the Lord has known that it is the desire of their heart to have a king. It wasn't when they asked for Saul that all of a sudden it appeared. It has actually been an, a desire of their heart since Egypt. Because they've been on, under a king since. I was watching this super book, The Story of Gideon, again, and at the end, they said it again. No, I've, heard it, I've heard it before. And again, I heard it again. It just occurred to me, ah, why does Israel just like king like this? The moment God, it was God that delivered them. God used Gideon. Then they said, Gideon, will you be our king? He said, no, the Lord alone will be your king. Imagine if Gideon does not have mind. Ah, I was thinking, I was just thinking that if it was in this day and age, in our time, that guy who already, okay, want me to, all right, Lord, they want me to be their king, can I? You even go, ah, okay, it's, it's, the people chose me. So Lord, so okay, okay, let's 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 run it. I can just see. I was I was asking myself, if it was me, would I have the strength to say no? Only God. Because look at the arrangement. God already took him. He led him. He picked 300 men. You say, ah, wisdom. Ah. Then the Lord is the Lord is already using him. I mean, he can continue using him for them. That sense is a gentilic sense. It's a gentilic sense. But I was asked, ah, will I refuse it? And I said, the Lord alone. Maybe. But I can tell that there might be tendencies that I'll say no. Maybe I'll be their king. You never know. And that's why God did not put me in that kind of situation. We thank God for that. I'm not Gideon. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm not Gideon. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not saying it to say that. I'm just saying that it's good to be, to be real and honest. Right? Yeah. Perhaps from, even maybe even if there's any trace, maybe, I would, maybe from training and learning and being on that, I'll quickly say, ah, <laughs> kind of thing. Maybe it belongs to the Lord. Though. No why? Because sitting down here, and teaching alone. I know the kind of responsibility. Yeah? Dealings. Things you can do. Things you can't do. Different, different, different things. Ah! I'm happy doing what I'm doing. When I say I'm happy, it's not that. It's, but I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm excited to come and preach every Tuesday or Saturday. I'm not. 
because, I mean, it might look like I'm excited, eh? I'm not. <laughs> That's not the truth of the matter. It's not excitement. It's not, it's not child's play. It's not beans. It's not... It's, it's souls. That the Lord is looking after. Ha! Ah. So, I go, I go just go, ah, excited to go. Every time you are... Positioning your heart to receive the Lord. Making sure that there is no iota of yourself. You know, you know, one of the one of the one of the difficult things to see when preaching is is to is to use yourself. Most of the time, when people say, "Oh, that preacher," the person talking doesn't even know what what that self means. Maybe from the preaching, you can just be saying, "Ah, that person just teaches self," and just and laugh about that. But that thing called self. Even if not being careful to the most disciplined, you can be preaching self in there. Amen. But that's not what the Lord wants. So it's not by excitement. It's, it's, a, it's a huge responsibility. But it, Lord, the Lord led Israel and led Gideon. And Israel just said, give, will you be our king? I'm like, ah, what, what's this about king thing that is in their heart? Why? Why? Like every, any small thing, king, 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 king. Until soft eventually arrive. <laughs> so the Lord knew that somehow inside their heart they had been looking for it. So the Lord gave them a law or, or explained the law to Moses in Deuteronomy. Explaining to him that if they decide to have a king go, see, take the book or the law. There's a piece, there's a copy that the king must be reminding himself on. Meaning that well, let me put it this way. The way I'm just paraphrasing it. Technically, the way it should look is the king, by himself, must have a copy of the law and be reading it. And be reading it. And make sure that it's not departing from him or her, from him, the king. And I understand why the Lord exhorted David seriously. He said, in thy temple will I inquire. So meaning that David was doing what was actually intended for every king. David always go to the t t temple, to be the tabernacle, to be reading. See? Right? He will go, read the law. Behold the law. Read it. So David really is a man after the heart of God because he's following what the Lord is saying. So, go. Make sure you are reading the you are not for what purpose? So that there's no order because for a king, a king has the most tendency to serve many gods. And you see it in who? What's this guy? The marriage uh, Jezebel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just following their gods. Okay, what tempted what tempted Solomon too? Too many women with too many gods. It tempted him. Right? Even though he got his senses, right? Then you now now see. See the man you see writing Ecclesiastes. Yeah? 
is, is a man that has went through this. He began to talk, vanity upon vanity. All is vanity. Please, if you are wise, hear the preacher. <laughs> vanity upon vanity. If he says vanity upon vanity, believe it. Because he has tested every vanity you have never thought of in your life. As we are now, there are many vanities you've not even moved into. This guy decided to start studying vanity. Okay, this one, okay, let me move into it. We will do it. Come. Okay, there's nothing here. Move into this one. There's nothing here. Then he began to say, vanity. So he took time to search out pleasure. Say vanity upon vanity. Or later in Ecclesiastes 12, he now said, this is the conclusion of the whole matter. <laughs> this, is the, this is the whole duty of man. Meaning that, as a, what man is doing as a duty is to serve. Right? He's now saying that this is the whole duty of man. What is it? Fear God. And view his commandment. Right? Ecclesiastes. Let's let me read this. Ecclesiastes. Ah, my Bible just like it. It's like, hey, this Bible is responding now. That's how my other Bible is. Once I touch like that, I will put the book. Uh-huh. 12 verse uh, 13. It says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment. For this is the whole duty of man. So this is all. The duty of man. Serving. Right? The duty of man is to serve. And I said, for this is the whole duty. How do you serve? To fear God and do his commandment. Those are the things you can do. Fear God, do his commandment. Fear God, do his commandment. The fear of God should be in every heart. Should be in every heart. We should not have desire to serve any other God apart from God. What does that mean? It means that if you are, the moment you start citing other gods, start beginning to let, ah, let me deal with this God. Who. And one thing we'll notice is that I'm saying is what is difficult is in seeing them. What is difficult is in seeing those idols. What is difficult is knowing that somebody is in darkness. Because that's what they are telling us in the book of Acts, right? 26 says in verse 7, 17, sorry, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles. Of course, it's a delivering thee. There's a, there's a deliverance. Right? That needs to happen. Right? To Paul. To deliver you from the people and from the Gentiles. We know that in scripture, the people that are called the people of God is the Jew, right? So, they are going to deliver Paul from the Jews and from the Gentiles. Right? I'll just say it as it is. Sometimes I feel like maybe I should just leave the, the cake. But I'll just say it. Right? And remember... If you can remember, I was talking about the Jews, right, and the Gentiles. They are both on the scene. Meaning the two need to be delivered. 
because they are both under sin. They must be delivered from sin. Because sin is, is the, sin creates gods. Sin is a masterminder or is, is a mastermind of God, God creation. It can create gods or let me not use God because we can confuse it. He's the masterminder of idol creation. Sin marries itself to idols and gives it to men. As long as you are serving the idol, you will be sinning. Right? Or I can, the movie I'm seeing in my head, you know, sin can morph to be a god and come. Serve me. And the soul will be serving it. To be serving it. To be serving it. How? It will change. Sin will mastermind something. Like iPhone 20. They use use all your life to chase to get that. Okay. Like houses. Like cars. They use your life. Go and walk 20 jobs. Get a car. Work 20 jobs, get the house. Right? Not that getting a car or house is the problem. But somehow, Satan would be wiring your, your life around those things. And it's always looking, looking legitimate. Why? Because there's always, once I have this, I would quickly go back to God. So it's okay to start going for 20 jobs now. It's just a short time. Right? It's not for long. It's just a short time. And is, is it not legitimate? But those are areas where Satan sit as God. You would think it would be illegitimate things alone that Satan will come in. But no, most of the time it's from legitimate things that Satan will come to you. Such that when he offers it, it will be difficult to refuse. It's like Satan coming to you and with horns. Would you, would you take him? You run. Because, ah, he's ugly now, horn. But Satan will not come. You come like an angel. Come high. With wings, shining. And then you'll be like, oh, wow, I saw an angel. The angel said I should go and steal. <laughs> you know, by all this, the contradiction of Jesus as an example is too, is too much, I mean. But his own will not be that obvious. We tell you, okay, let me, let, me, let me make it a lot simpler. The angel said I should go and borrow the, the tool there from our neighbor. But the neighbor has closed shop, right? But he said that you should go and borrow it. I should go and borrow it now. And if you're going to do it, it means you have to break in and borrow it. <laughs> so we get the sense, the picture, right? But the Lord will help us to deal with our idols. Right, because they must deliver us, they must deliver us from our gods, our idols. Why must they deliver us? Because we have to inherit God. We cannot serve two masters. We can only serve one. And in the process of serving just one master, because we cannot have any other God besides him. As a result, they must give sight. Because if sight is not given, you can't see your idols. 
If heaven does not bless us with sight, we can't see our idols. We can't see all the other gods. They can't deliver us from the Gentiles. Right? We can't. From a Gentilic nature. So you can have a Jew, a spiritual Jew, with a Gentilic nature. Then it can apply to such that both Jew and Gentile, they are under sin. It's also a state of being. Whereby a Jew that is not yet delivered from its Gentilic God, Right? It's still under sin. It will still be under sin. It will still. Right? Mm -hmm. To deliver a soul or to forgive to forgive sin from souls, they must deliver him from his gods. His, him or her from his or her gods. They must remove them entirely. Are we blessed today? Yes, sir. Are we blessed? Yes, sir. Are we blessed? Yes, sir. Have we, have we received something today? Yes, sir. Has the Lord been faithful to us? Yes, sir. Hmm. So we've learned many things about the Jewish nation, right? We've seen different, different routes that the Lord has taken us to show us the hallmark of a, of a Gentile, right? But one thing is clear is that a Gentile serve many gods. A Jew, even though he's a Jew, can, can still be serving many gods, which, which is why it's, it's possible that soul may not yet be in the kingdom. Because no idolater, no liar, shall, and all those things shall inherit the kingdom. Which means that for a soul to inherit the kingdom, they must be delivered. There must be some, there must be some deliverance measured. Amen. I, I, want, I want to say, for everyone that is, you know, endured to now, thank you, because I know it's not easy. I know, I know, it's, I know something particular. That Tuesdays like this, that's when sleep, sleep used to, used to fly around. That one is, I know there's a spirit we work with all the time. It's clear. It makes it, it will just be, sleep will just be flying. <laughs> Don't worry. Eh? If you are struggling with sleep, just know you are worrying with a spirit. But you've endured. <laughs> the Lord has been merciful, and it's, it's almost dead. So you've really, really, really tried, right? You've really, really tried, and I'm encouraging you. Are we blessed? Do we? Do we? Do we receive something from the Lord today? Eh? Something that we can walk on. Something. Something we can take and run with. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, we've been talking about sight. And the Lord said he will give us many, many, many yes. sights. Indeed, I'm seeing the many, yes. many, 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 many yes, sights showing up. Yes. Because yes. the truth of the matter is that everything we've been teaching are sights. Yes, That's the truth of the matter. Cause a fell character, deem a character died. Right, Kausifelma, Ernas, right? They are actually sights. Those messages inside them are sights given. It may, it may not look like you are seeing something, but honestly, all these teachings, they are installing sight in you. As you are hearing them, it's sight that is being given inside of you, inside of you. 
as you begin to yield, you will see those eyes will begin to see for you. You will begin to change your configuration. You begin to see differently, different side you. The forgiveness will be moving. Amen. Ah, it's a, I am a spirit. It's a blessing of sight. It's a blessing of sight. It's a blessing of sight for upgrade. It's a blessing of sight for exhaltation. We are exalting you even by the things that have been said and ministered. It's a ministration and it's an impartation. It's an impartation of sight. It's an impartation of sight for to see, for to see. For we are reconfiguring your senses. We are changing your senses. For no sense would change without sight. For no sense would turn without sight. So for the purpose of changing sight, we are changing your sight. For the purpose of changing senses, we are changing your sight. We have come with blessings, with blessings of sight, to bless you and to make you see. We are making you see. We will make you see. You will see and see and see until you see God. You will see God. You will see holiness. You will see holiness. You will see peace. You will see peace. When you see peace, you will see holiness and you will see your God. You will see your God. You will see your God. You will see your God and you will see your God. You will see your God and inherit your God. You will inherit your God. You will inherit him. So we have come to bless you. It's blessings of sight. It's blessings of sight. Blessings of sight over you. Over you in this season. To reconfigure your life, to reconfigure your thinking, to reconfigure your seeing, to reconfigure, to take your life in a different turn, to take your life in a different order, in a different turn, to turn you spiritually, is to turn you, is to cause you to turn. So, is impartation of sight. We are imparting you with sight, with sight, with sight. Is impartations of sight to make you see, to make you see your God. To make you see your God. To make you see your inheritance. Amen. To make you see. 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 And you shall see. Say the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Can we begin to thank the name of the Lord today? Father, we thank you. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Ebragalino sepali karadaste gene karadoshte bali muzete bali gadonta. Eprazete le garida de de bali bali de baladoshta. Emprozete vele kalina moshte bali gada. Ema mama mama sete can we pray? Can we pray? Can we pray for sight? Pray for sight. Let's pray for sight. Let's pray. We know. That they said they are blessing us with sight. But let's pray that wherever we are, we are in need, that heaven would inst- we bring installations of sight. Installations. Installations. Sight. Sight. Sight to deny other gods. Sight to deny other gods. Sight to begin to see God alone. For our eye to be made single. For our eye to be made single. To see just one God. A single God. Not our eyes dispersed in many things. Bose kali maragash te geli marabaya. Eprezene matakali to veredesh. 
Emprazeli makaliata bazenti. O baragaragadista. Heregasina makatani moshita. Embrata. Embrozavana mosh. Emprazete kalita vada nosh. Emprazete vede muhali garagashte. Ebrazele moremani makaina mazete makalita mata. E mazete makara kazete makara kazete. E prakara kara moshete makata. E prazete makara masete makara masete. E prazete mazata kaosa. E brazata. E mazete kalama. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the praise. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the blessing of your spirit. We thank you for the blessing of your sight. We thank you for the impartation of your spirit for sight today. We say, be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Father, we know that you are blessing us with us. As you've said by your word, that is an impartation, an operation of giving sight in all that you have been teaching us. We ask, Father, that this impartation will bear fruit in each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. We pray that nobody will lose these sights that are being given. That every soul hearing this word and receiving with meekness the engrafted word. We ask, Father, that you will bless them with sight and grace to retain the sight that is being given in the name of Jesus. Father, the senses that you are installing by this sight, Lord, that it would remain and it will bear fruit in the name of Jesus. And as many as desired sight in many, many areas and different areas of their lives, we ask, Father, that you will reign impartation, you will reign blessings of sight in the name of Jesus. He said that if anybody lack wisdom, we know that if we can pray for wisdom, it's not only wisdom that we might be liking. Sometimes we like sight. We ask, Father, as you've encouraged us that if anyone is lacking, we can ask. We ask today for blessings of sight abundantly in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that there will be blessing of sight. That there will be a turnaround in their lives. A turnaround to see spiritually, to see clearly, to see as a spiritual Jew. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the 